All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. We got the original Fix It in the background with Big Tug, as he always does. I'm here with the originator, Coach Red. I'm Adam Dirty, and we are here to fix your franchise. This franchise that we are doing today is the final team of the season, and it is the L.A. Rams. Not a lot of fix they just won the Super Bowl. So what we do here is fix franchises. They obviously listened to this show and listened to us last year and fixed their franchise and won the Super Bowl. That's right. If other teams would do that, they could win the Super Bowl as well. So how do we get the Rams back again and win another Super Bowl? Coach, I'm going to kick it off to you like I always do. Start things off. What do the Rams need? Rams just basically need to do what they have done in the past, and that's fill as many positions with studs as they can then fill in with depth around them. Uh, I believe Les Snead, their GM at the Super Bowl parade, wore a shirt that said F them picks because that's (laughs) what he implores. They They traded away their first round pick in the Matt Stafford deal. They traded away their second and third round pick to the Broncos for a small bit of Von Miller, which ultimately helped lead them to the Super Bowl. But they did have to make some tough decisions, and some of those decisions were made for them. Uh, Whitworth decides to retire. They bring back Joseph Noteboom to fill in at left tackle. You had Robert Woods that was injured. They end up shipping him out to the Tennessee Titans for, I believe, a fourth round pick. OBJ gets injured in that game in the Super Bowl and is still out there as a free agent. Von Miller leaves in free agency to sign a big deal with the Bills. So what do they do? They go out and sign Allen Robinson. When healthy, a very competent wide receiver that should fit well in this room with Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. They end up going and signing a first ballot Hall of Famer in Bobby Wagner to be the cornerstone of that defense in the middle because their linebacker room was the one part of that defense that was lacking. So there's not a whole lot of holes. I mean, offensive guard, I'd like some more edge depth and a starting quarterback opposite of Jalen Ramsey. But when you your first pick isn't in the top 100, you got to get creative in what you do. So they have eight picks total starting at 104 in the third round and then don't draft again until 142 in the fourth. So this is a team that does not have a lot of holes by imploring that fill in with all those studs and fill in with depth around them. So this is a team that doesn't have a lot of holes, but we'll have to fix them with third round draft picks or later. I personally think it needs to be defense. Like you said, they already kind of filled those offensive potential holes with Gravin Robinson, who, like I said, very competent. He's a great end zone threat too. Like once you're inside the 20, like he can go up and get some balls when he's healthy. Like he's always been great at that. He's a very good fit, I think, for what Matt Stafford's capable of. Um, but I think, yeah, I think defense is what, you need to go for in the draft. 
because the fact that you do have, I mean, you're going to have Wagner there, yes, as your new leader, but he's going to be brand new. And I'm sure he'll be totally fine with that. He knows the NFC West, okay. But it is an opportunity to grab some young kids and put them around that type of player. Like, maybe even go straight defense almost on your first, like, what, what's their first pick? Is it like in the fifth? 104 in okay, the third. 104 in the third. Comp okay. pick. So, yeah, I'd just say start with defense. Maybe a cornerback, like you said, someone to go opposite of Ramsey wouldn't be a bad choice at all um, because you are in a high-power division that's going to score a lot of points. And you're going against some tough wide receivers. Or go go straight up edge with best edge player available because if you look at how the Rams were successful, it is for the first half, the Bengals did a pretty good job of keeping Joe Burrow upright. But as the second half wore on, that defensive line of Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller started to eat a little bit on that offensive line that was a problem spot for the Bengals. And it just became too much as the game went along. So that's a that's a spot where should should be able to address because right now opposite of Leonard Floyd you're sitting with Ashawn Robinson as you're starting other edge so looking round three round four I think is big time edge spot for the Rams you guys are both looking at me like you want me to say something good about them I know, I know you don't want to say something, good, like but just because all three – like, here, here's a little spoiler. You've got uh, Dirty, who's a Niners fan. I'm a Seahawks fan, and Tug's team lost to them in the Super Bowl. Guess what? We all hate the Rams, but that doesn't mean that we're out here yeah, not going to fix their franchise. We're going to do it. Well, I'll tell you exactly how to fix it. I've got a great idea. Great idea. We lost – they lost Austin Corbett in – who did he go to? Oh, man. Drawing a blank. Why is this happening? All right, so their offensive line is one of the reasons why they've done so well. And Carolina they lost – yes. He, did they go to Carolina? Okay, yes, sir. so he's playing – Carolina. Um, they lost him and they lost Whitworth's retirement. So the left side of their entire line is just wrecked right now. But no boom filled um, in while Whitworth was out the year before and they signed him to a three year deal. So they fully expect Joseph No Boom to slide into that left tackle spot. That's fine. Um, how do you address left guard? They are notorious for trading around. So I can see them. 100 percent pairing 104 175 and 212 maybe 221 together to move up about 10 maybe 15 spots in the i don't know 86 85 84 range and grabbing sean ryan from ucla he is a mauler at guard he was slotted perfectly for the type of scheme that they run and that would take away some of the draft picks, but it would address a huge need 
but it would leave them with pick 142 in the fourth round still, um, where honestly they can solve a lot of their issues with a guy that flies under the radar, but really pops off on the film, and that's D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky. Dude is a straight baller. He's, he, he gets plays a base D end in a 3-4 or 4-3 outside linebacker off the ball. So he, he fits into that, you know, 6-4, 240, 250 kind of mold that Leonard Floyd does. And he is a very, very, very good prospect. In his sophomore year, sorry, junior year, he had 50, he had 99 tackles, 55 solo, 21 tackles for loss, 11 tackles and a fumble recovery. And then he followed that up with a, in 2020, he had 71 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, six sacks, two fumbles, and two blocked punts or blocked kicks, sorry. And then finally, last year, he was the USA Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year. He only started 14 games and racked up 94 tackles, 18 for a loss, nine sacks, four force levels, and four pass breakups. Dude is, he's exactly what you want in a, you know, defensive and outside linebacker, which is exactly what they lost in Von Miller. And he's flying under the radar for some reason for how productive he has been in his collegiate career. And realistically, he will be there at 42 unless somebody sees the same thing that I'm seeing on the on the tape and take him a little bit sooner. But he would fill a giant hole on their defense, potentially, you know, being that long-term player that they need opposite Floyd. Well, and I think with this, when you look at the talent that they have with Bobby Wagner with Who's that number 99, as uh, Urban Meyer would say? That guy's a good player. We should look out for him. Aaron Donald, and when you throw in Leonard Floyd across from him, any person that you have should benefit from double teams going to those other players. So getting a guy that's toolsy and traitsy is something that can help. And another guy that I want to pop out there, Tug, that you threw out for the guard, if you want to kind of hang back a little bit, Maybe look at Ed Ingram out of L- out at LSU. He was a starter since he was a true freshman, and this last year was definitely his best year as a pass protector and was part of that team that won an Addy with Joe Burrow playing guard. And he should I, be available like in the third, fourth round. Yeah, I mean, and if you want to, like you said, mentioned um, taking an edge rusher best possible at in the third, at 104, that's great because you can also address guard at 142 because there's a very high chance that Jamari Sawyer out of Georgia would be around. And he's also a very capable guard uh, on the national championship from last year. Um, The guards are pretty stacked in this class. And I mean, Taylor Munford out of Ohio State will be there as well. I mean, there's a a lot of late round guys that played in big conferences that 
are very talented players. So, I mean, the Rams, although they don't have high picks, can still get a lot of upside with the later picks, which they have had success with in the past. But I still hate them. And they've got a coach who's, I'm sure, got his type of player that he's looking for if they are going to get some late round guys to where, especially on the offensive side, um, if you're going to grab anyone on the line, he's going to want someone to move, someone to ship. Like, so, I mean, I'm sure he's got his hand in it just as much as some of the other high caliber coaches have their hand in draft too. I mean, it's not going to be necessarily what some people might think, but what that coach thinks is like, oh, I can fit this into my my scheme that I have. Absolutely. I mean, they don't have a lot of holes. Did, did I see an article? I mean, this, this seems more like a kicker corner question, but didn't they cut Johnny Hecker? Yes, they did. That seems like a perfect opportunity for kicker corner to, I don't know, maybe talk about Ben Griffiths from USC being drafted in the seventh round. Well, don't know a lot about him, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> they do they do have Riley Dixon on on their team right now who did do some punting last year. He was sixth in the league with 74 punts and he had a 44.4 yard average and a long of 63 and had 24 inside the 20. Oh, they were training him to become the new guy then. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, Riley Dixon was the punter for the Giants last year. So, of course, he did punt a lot. Got those reps. Got those <laughs> reps and got those game time reps, too. Not just those practice ones. Heck, it was getting a lot of practice ones. I did see one of the best things out there because Johnny Hecker, uh, local to us, was a Bothell alum, was a quarterback there, but as pretty big on trickeration. But I believe that there was a big quarterback deal that happened, and the Panthers kind of joked around and said, yeah, no, we got our new franchise quarterback, Johnny Hecker, in the building. That's hilarious. Signed today. Bring him in. Bring him in and bring him out. Let the boy throw and kick. And the only reason I bring up Ben Griffiths, the only reason I bring him up is because I want to see a 6'8 punter in the NFL. Ooh. Long legs. He's huge. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, he was, you know, a Pac-12 honorable mention. All Pac-12 for three years in a row, USC. Yeah, I mean, he's a good punter. I don't see them actually wasting a draft pick on a punter. But I just wanted to, you know, end fix your franchise with kicker corner. Is that so wrong? No. No, that's how, we'll, that's how we end, end the post-mock draft before we hit the mock draft with kicker corner. Cause we love dirty's kicker corner. Yeah. Better believe I it. Love yeah. Love it. It's that one little thing that 
can win the game for you. You never know. That's what I hear. Nice punt, touchdown, then the five. Real game changer. 50 yard field goal, the end of the second quarter. <laughs> you don't know, man. Is that it? Yeah. Well, draft a punter. Draft, draft a punter. Or don't. UDFA. Or don't. We don't care. We don't care because we. You're the Rams, and you just won the Super Bowl. Steve stuck it all the way back to LA. Yep, and just stared that beautiful ring of yours. But big shout out to Cooper Cup. We didn't even talk about Cooper Cup. Uh, what was he? Offensive, offensive player, offensive player of the year. And big props to us because we said the Rams are going to have to make a decision on who they're going to go with at wide receiver. And we had a debate on Cooper Cup versus Robert Woods, and we totally nailed Cooper Cup going off this season. Big props to us. We're here. Fix your franchise. The rest of you suck at fixing franchises. Yep, that's all we do. Yeah, you do. Fix franchise, and like always. Yeah. We appreciate you guys listening. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Big Tug and the originator, Coach Red. Say bye, guys. This is going to be the finishing one. See you mock draft. Mock draft coming up. On draft day. Draft day. Thursday. National holiday. Kick it off every year. Every year. All right. Thanks, guys. Love y'all. Peace. We'll